Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about some of this week's big new Disney Plus announcements, including some new uh, Spark Shorts, plus a new um, Happier Ever After special. Not the one you may be thinking of. Um, We're also going to be sharing our thoughts on some of this week's Disney Plus and Star Originals. Um, But before we get into any of that, quick bit of housekeeping, if you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe to the uh, podcast, either on YouTube or on the Spotify, iTunes, on the audio version. Also, you can join our Facebook group with over 170 odd thousand members. So you find it on over on Facebook, and you can follow us on social media like Twitter as well to keep up with all of our latest news. Also, you can help support the channel and the website by becoming a Patreon or a YouTube channel member, where you get exclusive perks. We get early access to some videos, like they got Caravan of Courage. That's going to be a fun video for everyone to watch tomorrow when it's released. They also get um, special emojis. They get to take part in the weekly Q and A, um, and there'll be a Q and A this coming Sunday live on YouTube. So a big thank you and hello to um, Jay Blue. We've got Raphael, my VCS still works, Bina, Joshua, Adam, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah on the YouTube and went over on Patreon. Big hello and thank you to Sarah. Thank you for all of your support. Really does mean a lot. We've also got um, Andrew, Jacob, Khalid, Red Mars Man. Hello to Ar- um, Arrow G. He's a new uh, patron as well. Um, Andrew, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lauren, and finally, thank you, James. So there we go. Let's jump into it. So the, uh, let's jump into the big news. Um, Billy Eilish, we're going to be getting a cinema tap. Ta- I can't even say the word, it's too early in the morning. We're getting a, a new uh, concert experience, which is called Happier Than Ever A Love Letter to Los Angeles. It'll be coming to Disney Plus around the world on Friday, September the 3rd. It was actually filmed by Robert Rodriguez, who is um, currently behind The Mandalorian and the upcoming Book of Boba Fett's show, or as I'd like to know him as one that did Desperado and. Um, all, the, all those great movies back then. So this one's going to be all 16 of the tracks from the latest album, and she'll be performing them in, in order. There's going to be um, orchestras and stuff, um, also animations and a tour around Los Angeles. I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm I, not too familiar. I've heard of a couple of her songs and stuff, so it's fine. Um, but this is, I think this is a good move for Disney to kind of go after a different kind of audience, a different do something a bit different. I mean, I think the Taylor Swift one was very popular. We also had um, Beyonce's album, Black is King. Um, I think more of this is great. I think it's just some variety, stepping away from having, you know, you know, sort of Marvel and Star Wars and just doing something. I know some people obviously are like, oh, this is also... Like, no, you know, there's so many celebrities, you know, so many artists out there, you know, making special events. And also the last year with them not being able to kind of do um, gigs properly. This is, I think this just made a lot of sense. Came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it, but um, I'm, I'll check it out. You know, it's going to be one of the things you can put on in the background at least and listen to her album. So that's, that's pretty cool. I have no idea what kind of music she, she makes. <laughs> so I don't know what my interest level is. I know that she's been fairly popular the last couple of years. Um, I'm familiar with her name. I, I yeah. don't think I've ever heard any of her music. Keeping in mind, I, I don't, watch tv so i don't have commercials and i don't listen to radio so i don't get like the random stuff i just i listen to the same stuff over and over again yeah in the uh, 80s yeah. and 90s i mean she's i think she's doing the new bond thing but obviously they released the bond thing and then they've delayed bond so it's kind of it's been out uh, for a while okay well um, plus other but yeah it's just it's just something different um again um so it's always nice to know we've also got two new spark shorts coming in september as well and um, we're going to be getting uh 20 something which is about um becoming 21 and basically the idea that you don't actually know what you're doing and it's all about kind of the idea of adults actually don't really know what they're doing and we don't all have it together which is 100 we're all just winging it um, i know kids look to us and think oh yeah you're it's like yeah we don't we just wing it each day each day <laughs> It's one of it's a life shattering moment that everyone goes through. <laughs> yeah. No, we um, we don't know what's going. On. We don't we don't know what we're doing. Um, and then we're getting Nona, which is um, she's a fan of EWW Smashdown Wrestling, and she gets dropped off her five year old granddaughter, and she's got to try and work out how can she play with her granddaughter and watch um, Smashdown at the same time. And I'm going to be honest when I. We've only seen like two pictures of it, but the Smashdown one to me, I instantly went to. Obviously, being a I'm a WWE fan, um, but this instantly brought me back to um, being a kid because I used to go to my granddad who used to live literally on the other side of the road from our house. Used to go across every night, watch wrestling. Um, you know, we used to go over there for the, the the morning, the day after for the big wrestling events, and granddad couldn't really move around too much so we, it was that thing of we just used to go and watch wrestling because i wasn't into any other sports that was the thing i didn't care you know he used to just have the sports channel on 24 7 
Um, but the only thing I liked was rock wrestling. So it's that kind of thing of remember that's parts of it that I used to do with it. I mean, we didn't do a lot because he just, he, you know, he had breathing difficulties and couldn't really move around too much. But that's for me, I just instantly this, that one just stood out to me as, okay, that's something I used that I could completely relate to. And the simple thing is like, she just needs to get her some, some wrestling action figures and, uh, and that'll be sort of <laughs> Not even, not even action figures. You need like those little like pillow pal things that you can just slam on the floor. I don't, do they still make those? I remember those as a kid. I don't know, I, but no, it, 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 I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I instantly just like, yeah, that's that picks up um, a sort of something for my life. But yeah, so I love Spark Shorts. Um, I think this and Short Circuit. I mean, we're going to get some more of them um, in a couple of weeks' time as well. I think this is great because it gives you new stories, new something different things something unique give some people some chances to take some experiments take a chance on new people give them a go i can't see any downside to spark shorts and shorts i just i really i know some people are like oh it's just, it's just shorts you know they're like this is what disney grew from this is you know they started with doing shorts the whole company is based on what they did with shorts back in the 30s and the 20s you know, and, and I, and I you know, like you can't stress the importance of shorts to Disney, <laughs> and and they're so weird too. The yeah. old ones, like I think we did a we did a handful of yeah. retro reviews of some of the old ones, like the original one, yeah. Steamboat Willie, and there was the one with the plane, and and they're mm-hmm. just so off the wall. And and you look at the Spark shirts, and they're like pretty tame by comparison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I I one hundred percent agree that there is no downside from our side. To, if you're not interested in the shorts, don't watch them. You know, especially now there is so much content coming onto mm-hmm. Disney Plus. If there's something you don't want to watch, you don't want to watch Billie Eilish, you don't want to watch Spark Shorts, you don't want to watch The Mandalorian, whatever. You don't have to. There's still plenty of other stuff there. But yeah, I, I'm super excited for these. They look great. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I just really, really lo- loving the whole thing. But I pr- kind of was pretty much the main bit of the news this week. We didn't really. There wasn't any big trailers. Um, we don't really get any announcements, but just kind of in that lull just before Jungle Cruise hits Disney Plus next week. Now, there was a little bit of a, a thing with uh, Black Widow last weekend with the box office where it dropped drastically, I think over like 60% on the box office. And Cinema Chain kind of bosses coming out and saying, Well, if you didn't put it on Disney Plus Premier Access, you would have done more. And it's because of Premier Access that you know privacy is so high, which is correct. The privacy is much higher on Black Widow than normal because it's a better quality one. But every single movie this year and in the, the last 18 months has had massive 60% drop-offs the second weekend because everyone's going to see the things on the first weekend. And then the next week there's a new movie out because the, the, the schedule is so packed now. You know, they everyone delayed everything, so it's literally every week we're getting multiple now blockbusters. We're getting, you know, we had Space Jam last weekend, which you know would have had an issue, but it was also on HBO Max in the US. You know, we're having big releases weekly, so therefore everyone's going and seeing the new thing. Um, so yeah, so the cinema it was a bit like, well, wow, the cinema chain thinks that it's not a good idea to do Premier Access. That's not at all a conflict of interest. <laughs> I'm like, that's uh, like me. It's like, like I said in the video the other day. I, from my point of view, having every movie on Premier Access is the best thing going forward for, for me, you know, and that's just, you know, and yes, I have a conflict of interest with it. And it's like, but I'm happy to say that. <laughs> uh, but the cinema chain's like, no, 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 that's, it's all their fault. We should go back to how it used to be. Um, the interesting thing, Premier Access actually picked up a load of people on the second weekend. According to Samba TV, they picked up, I think it was 900,000 US household had brought it between like the Monday and the following, so in like a, a week period after Disney put out that announcement. They're estimating that I think they made at least 60 plus million dollars in the US alone on Premier Access for Black Widow. So internationally, I mean, this you could be looking at, you know, 80, 90, 100 million just on Premier Access alone. So it's a big, and that's where they're going to be looking and see. And we're seeing right now, you know, numbers are rising everywhere. You know, things are, you know, things are moving around. I know the stock prices dropped a lot this week because suddenly the realization that everything isn't quite bouncing back the way everyone had hoped. And yeah, so it was a little bit of kind of like, a lot of news about the box office. It'll be fun to see what happens with Jungle Cruise um, next week. Um, if we get another big announcement. Um, and yeah, it's just been a lot of buzz. Um, but also, I think Suicide Squad is next week. 
And there's a lot of pressure being put on that of going, if does that follow the same thing or what happened with Black Widow? Right. But Suicide Squad, I think, is on the 6th, uh, August 6th. It might yeah. be on the 29th. Uh, but yeah, it's also going to be on HBO Max, which, of mm. course, you don't have to pay extra if you have Max. So it's just right there. Whereas Black Widow, Jungle Cruise, mm. uh, they have that additional cash barrier. And I think Black Widow is going to be the odd one out because Black yeah. Widow is the one you can definitely go. It's a Marvel movie. We've been waiting for this. It's going to be entertaining. I can justify spending the money to have this. And and most people will probably watch it multiple times, uh, even if you don't have young kids. Harder to say on uh, on a product like Jungle Cruise, where it's a little bit of an unknown. That Sure, the trailers look really good, but the track record of ride-based movies isn't that great? I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean is the obvious exception, but it's a bit of a risk. Now, I'm super excited for it. I'm actually going to see it in theaters this coming week. Yeah. Um, again, single, it makes more financial sense. Yeah. But uh, for most people, I could see them going, eh, $30, Jungle Cruise. Maybe we'll wait for some reviews, which yeah. uh, I believe should be out by the time you see this. Uh, or um, this. Yes, there, there is. Um, you'll have, there'll be reviews going up on Tuesday on the website, and we can kind of talk about it kind of late Saturday. So, mm. um, so but one other thought on that, uh, which is, you know, Black Widow again is the exception. Uh, so the the usual drop off in theaters. That's actually not weird if you look at the summer release schedule going 2019 2018 2017 and so forth it it's normally back to back to back to back blockbusters you have your one week weekend really where you are the king or the queen and then the next week the next big blockbuster comes out it'll be the fast and the furious movie or something like that and then the week after that is a new one it the number one spot rotates so often in the summer. Now the drop off is bigger than normal, but it's it's not unusual. Well, um, Black Widow was on par with Ant Man and the Wasp, and I mean the thing is, it was exactly the same number as the Fast and Furious Nine, and that was the big comeback movie. Um, the simple thing is the way that people watch movies has changed, and the second weekend, and and it just keeps dropping down. And this is why cinema chains and every on all the studios are all looking of why they wanted to shorten the the window because they were seeing this i think even before um the pandemic where you know the audiences were like well why are we having to wait so long for these movies to come out because ultimately this is you know this is what was happening people weren't going in week three or four people had forgotten about it at week three or four they were going i'll just wait now and that was what was happening i know i'm the same if i don't see it in that first week i won't go see it it's just because by then you're like, well, I might as well just wait and rent it now. And that's what, ha- and that's what the majority of what people do. Um, and I guess why they've been trying to get down to this 45 day window. It'll be interesting to see what happens with free guy. Um, they've been kind of really pushing that one. Oh, and I did actually, there was, there was a couple of other trailers. I just remembered then. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, I think going to be something to look forward to of moving on of having the whole idea of, the box office is changing and obviously cinema chains don't like that. They're not, they don't want to go down that line and we just could, you just, it, it, there is going to be a change and they, and everyone's going to have to adapt. I mean, I just feel like premier access is something that's probably just going to be around. Um, if black, if jungle cruise is successful as well, I just think they'll be running that one probably permanently. I think that jungle cruise is the real test. Like we always expected black widow was going to be successful on, on uh, Disney or sorry, premier yeah. access. Uh, for the reasons I said earlier, Jungle Cruise, if it is successful, if it makes a number that makes the executives happy, then that bodes well for the future of uh, or or bad, depending on your yeah. point of view. But uh, of it continuing forward with new releases. Now, will, will it be day and date with launches? Will it be how they do the 45 day window? That's when Premiere Access starts. You know, who knows? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's obviously the box office. We're gonna have to keep an eye on it. It'll be interesting to see how all this works out um, over the coming weeks. And and it's really, I think, going to be what happens after Jungle Cruise. Of um, we did get a trailer for. We've there's a lot of more publicity about Free Guy because obviously that's hitting cinemas only on August the thirteenth. I think August thirteenth. Um, so that's gonna be something that will be moving forward. We um, I'm really looking forward to that movie. Um, I, I it just it just looks looks a little fun. We also got a new trailer for The Last Jewel, which is um, a new movie coming out in October. I think it's Ridley Scott with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And also oh, Jodie, I can't think of her name. She's also in Free Guy. Um, that one, 
looks so I'm gonna be fun. It looks pretty old fashioned. It's also got um oh was it got Kylo Ren in that company kind of uh, Adam, Dr- Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Yeah. Um just sort of going back to knights and like old time England, um along the lines of is there no English actors available? Do we have to <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was definitely something that stood out to me. I'm like, why are you using and it's not even English actors, it's supposed to take place in France. The, yeah, you know, and it's like Matt Damon's the best you could get for a French knight. Like, yeah. No, um, no offense to Matt Damon, but yeah. you're not who I think of when when, yeah. when I'm casting a French accent. Um. So that one looks that one looks pretty interesting. I saw the trailer and thought that looks pretty cool. So that will obviously um end up hitting Disney Plus internationally on Star. Um. It depends on how this is. This we're in this like weird zone right now where we're going to be going into like we're almost in like new territory where. We don't know what's happening. How how is the new release schedule going to work? You know, how does the forty five day thing work? How does it going How quickly are these things going to arrive on Disney Plus? You know, we've not had enough experiments to see what's happened because everything's moving around so much. Um, so that one's a good one. We also saw a trailer for Vacation Friends, which is going to be coming to Hulu and also Disney Plus internationally as a Star original. On, I think it's the end of August. I think the twenty seventh. My memory serves me correctly. Uh, again, they're all down in Mexico. They're having a lot of fun. John Cena's there, um, just being um, just a crazy person. And they end up crashing their wedding, like a few months later. And all. Um, and I just saw this trailer. It's funny because I couldn't watch it on YouTube because it kept saying I needed to give my credit card details or my ID because it was the age verification. So I managed to find it on Twitter. <laughs> just like, going, uh, you guys, I can't you get in here? It's like okay why do you need my credit card it's like i haven't got that on me right now and i don't really want to it's like okay um so watch on twitter i really like i mean to be honest they had me at john cena that's enough for me to kind of go um it just looks fun i mean you know mexico is is lovely anyway but yeah this just is a this sounds like the perfect kind of movie you can see them starting to shift into this is probably the first experiment because it's the first time a 20th century studios movie jewelry international streaming everywhere disney plus and then hulu in the us first time big release this is going to have a lot of it and also very noticeably as well a little 20th century logo in the sign for this actual movie along like with what they do with pixar and marvel and kind of a lot of people picked up on that going oh they didn't do it for the last jewel but they did it for this one like the first kind of that Disney branding thing going on. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, so that, that, did you see that with that trailer? No, this one slipped completely under my radar, which is appropriate for John Cena because you know, he, he is quite <laughs> invisible and hard to find. <laughs> so, uh, but it sounds entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll hunt that trailer down. And, and yeah, I, I'm not giving you to my credit card. <laughs> I'll figure that one out if they try to get that from me. It's. I think again, I'm just really loving the fact that we're, st- we're starting to see what's happening now with the idea of what they're doing with Searchlight and 20th Century, because I think they're really going to start using this. Because ultimately, like, those kind of um, comedies generally do a lot better now on streaming than they do at cinemas. Um, so I, we haven't really got into this new era of what 20th Century, you know, they brought 20th Century, and we've not really seen the impact of that yet. Um, though we have had like Love Victor, uh, was Love Victor? Yeah, Love Victor was 20th century. You also had um, Turner and Hooch with 20th um, television as well. So we're really starting to see this kind of kicking in. So I'm looking forward to that one. But I do agree that uh, comedy in general isn't something that works quite as well in theaters. Uh, it depends on your personality a bit. Like if you if you get revved up by a crowd and everybody laughing all at the same time, then yeah, it's probably better in theaters. But if it it's a risk and and tickets are so expensive mm. uh it makes more sense to to kind of try them at home and feel like this isn't funny this isn't my kind of humor you can just turn it off and no real loss yeah but i know um adam sandler had quite the comeback on netflix a couple of years ago when when his bo- his box office movies were bombing and netflix mm. is like whatever we'll release like all of them here and they did quite well the one uh, one i really enjoyed of his was he did one um and like him and his family went on a vacation um, to Africa. I mean, it looked like it was more just in, you know, in, in Atlanta. Um, but it, um, it, I really enjoyed it. And, and, and there was one with a shoemaker really had magic. And it is that kind of thing of like, you do kind of going like, 
yeah, you know, I I'm necessarily be like, uh, do I want to watch that? But when it's on like Netflix or something like, you just fire it up and give it a go. Um, I mean, recently we had that one, was it Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt? Oh yeah, which, on Amazon Prime. I'm yeah, sure, I re- I actually, to be honest, it was a great. I enjoyed that movie, but again, it was a kind of thing of like it was on streaming, so your expectations and it's like it would have been probably like, oh, it's a big, it's just a summer blockbuster. It looks mm, okay. I'll wait day and day. I'm like, oh, I'll watch that tonight. I'll, I'll re-enjoy it. And again, you got you got that finger going, that buzz then building up around it. So, but no, there's definitely um, a lot of a lot of stuff. So let's now jump into some of the stuff that we've been watching. Um, so we've got quite a lot of stuff. Some of them we've watched, some of them we're like, we're all, because there's so much this week. Um, first off, we had Behind the Attraction. So we had f- uh, five episodes drop on Wednesday. Um, you didn't get a chance to watch any of them, did you? I did not. Unfortunately, yeah. I ran out of time on Friday and I forgot they dropped on Wednesday. Actually. Yeah, well, I'm going to guess this this past week in the UK, we've had, um, we've had a heat wave. I mean, we were in like 30 plus degree heat. Um, but our, you know, we're not built for that here in the UK. We don't have air conditioning in our houses and... So it was getting so hot that in the evenings we were just sitting in the garden because it was just cooler than... So there was kind of like four or five nights where I didn't watch really barely, really anything because it was just like, I can't... We had all the fans on in the... And like, I can't hear the telly. <laughs> it was just, it was just, like, it was just... I mean, literally, I've been sat in the garden typing away because it's like, this is it, the only cool place that I've got is literally sat outside. So there was... So luckily we're behind the attraction. I did get to watch all of them beforehand. Um, and yeah, just a great little series. There are quite a lot of complaints that I've noticed of people saying about the, the, the narration style. They've not been so keen on it because it's a little bit more, um, I don't say childish, but it's a bit more um, trying to make fun of it. And, a bit, and some sort of Disney fans have not been so keen on that one. So you just go in with that one. But I, I enjoyed it, but it's a shame really because the ap- actually the episodes I enjoyed the most are in the second batch. <laughs> so that was, I was like, when they really went, oh, all the ones I really like the best, the ones I would recommend, were all the ones that were. It was funny, you're like the ones like about like the Disneyland Hotel was, and the ones about the trams and the ones about the castles were all the ones I enjoyed the more rather than focusing on the ones like Pirates to the Cat. Oh no, sorry, um, Haunted Mansion was one. Tarot, to, you know, those were like, well, yeah, I kind of know all this stuff already. It was the stuff that. I, didn't the Disneyland hotel one was the best one for me because I didn't really know anything about it and so I found that one the most interesting but yeah so that one's a, that one's a great series I wouldn't recommend binging all five episodes at once because it's quite uh quite a lot to it um so also had we had the making of Loki and I'm going to be honest I didn't watch this one yet I know there's been a lot of buzz around it again I just I just I just couldn't physically sit and watch it for a couple of days <laughs> to be honest I didn't even know it was coming out um I'd, yeah, I didn't see it until I logged in on Friday and yeah. like, oh, assembled. Oh, right. That's out. Okay. Yeah, so I need to watch that, it. Yeah. The interesting thing from that one is originally they showed some concept art and there was going to be a variant of Rocket Raccoon in the TVA, um, but they cut it. Oh, that's um, too bad. That's like, that would have been such a cool. And I think that would have been a great way of um, making it part of the bigger MCU had there been like a, and and also well, they could have done that with social distancing. It kind of feels like, man, that would have been so cool. Cause that would have been, you know, just a random rocket, but then yeah, it would have probably um, overshadowed, overshadowed Loki then. Well, that and the special effects budget for rocket by himself is crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that one, that was pretty cool. We also had the brand new series Turner and Hooch. We had the first episode of that one drop. Um, I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. There seemed to be quite a little bit of, a lot of people kind of, I think expectations were low, but people enjoyed it. And did you happen to catch that one? I did watch that one. That one uh, was the first thing I saw this week. Actually, yeah. I was a bit disappointed. We we talked about it yeah. last week, um, or you talked about it. I should yeah. Say. And I had the same basic reaction. It's kind of like this is just the movie, but without Tom Hanks uh, yeah. and uh, the the main character. I don't know who the actor is. Josh he, he, yeah. He just doesn't have the charisma that Hanks yeah. had back in the day. Well, still has, but even but back then. He, look, he, just, he just looked a little bit like he way out of his depth. Uh, maybe as the show goes on, I'm thinking that might improve because that sometimes happens with the shows. And I also feel as well, as, um, when we move on to the future, when they get away from trying to recreate it and start trying to find their own voice, because the first episode was very much like, All right, we need to set up that this is, People, we need to give people something familiar with what they know so that we get them to stick around. 
Um, but and then we'll just see where it goes from there. And it, it did play it just a little bit safe in that regard. Where it's yeah. like you could have tried something. I mean, the main difference is that the dog doesn't get shot like he does in the movie, which yeah, well, I, I think that was an improvement. Bad. I think that would have been pretty bad for a, a new series called Turner Hitch, and they killed the dog off in the first episode. Absolutely, I agree. I think, I think <laughs> and and honestly, I didn't want them to kill the dog in the first place in the movie. I was like, please let him live. But no. um, that said, the only other part that really annoyed me was they're really going with the. Uh, the girl is obviously very interested in in Peck and and he is apparently completely oblivious and just like can we yeah i mean she it's, it's 20 him, yeah she was sending him so many signals it's 2021 <laughs> it can we not yeah. do this plot again yeah Heck, just ha- have her ask him out it's 2021 yeah, yeah. It, it was it, it's we're going to see after see how this one goes um we also had a brand new movie stuntman that was a documentary um all about um, Eddie Braun, who kind of recreates a evil Knievel stunt where he jumps over a canyon um, in a rocket. So it kind of goes through. They show they show a little bit of what he does for a living, of like the car um, crashes and stuff for movies. I mean, I was a little bit. I found this to be a very tricky documentary because the first five ten minutes, when they're sort of talking about him and what he does for a living and all the rest of it, I enjoyed. And then the next hour is just about building up to this rocket jump. And then we have the rocket jump. And it was very slow. I mean, the trailer kind of just shows you all the bits at the beginning and all the bits at the end. Um, there's a lot of stuff that went on in the, in the middle there where he basically he kept losing the TV deals. He lost two TV shows because they didn't feel like it was something they wanted to do. The fact that he lost two TV deals and this movie has been stuck in the vote for four years. I think pretty much, and Disney didn't do any publicity for it, kind of shows of like, this kind of was a buy. And I don't know why they chucked it on there with playing with sharks. I don't know why they didn't hold this one back for another week. Um, yeah, if you're going to watch it, go in, just be aware that you might want, you might want to just fast forward for about half an hour to 45 minutes. Um, just because it's basically, he needs to get the money. He needs to get um, publicity. He's trying to find partners. Um, kind of interesting as well where they went to the place where they were doing the jump and Evil Knievel would left the place owing a lot of debts and the f- people were just not happy with them redoing it. Um, it. The problem, again, when we say about, it was kind of reminded me, Josh Peck, when you said about his charisma, this is another one where Eddie doesn't have it to hold the, the movie together, the documentary. I mean, he's a nice enough guy. You know, he's, he's good at his job and he seems a really nice bloke, but he that's that was all there is. And it was a little bit along the lines of, I was, I, I did check quite a few times. How long have we got left? Okay. Like, honestly, if, if I wasn't doing a review for it, I was going to, fa- I would have fast forward. That was, and that, that and I guess, if I'm not feeling like that with a movie, that was like, with a documentary, it's like, yeah, that's not a good sign. <laughs> it, it's pretty much exactly what I was afraid yeah. of last week. I remember saying like, yeah. if this is all about the rocket launch, I don't think it's going to be all that, that good. And yeah, it's all about the well, rocket launch. The, and let's be honest, there's been two rocket launches in the last week with billionaires and, you know, with Dr. Evil flying up um, into space. And ultimately, it was a, I was a little bit along the lines of, yeah, a guy flying in a rocket over a canyon. We've got billionaires building rockets now going to space for jaunts. The level of... <laughs> it was a bit along the lines of going... I even put it in the review, they go, I'm sorry, but the level is just, you know, we've got guys going into space with their own built rockets. <laughs> and it also, I think, depends a bit on how much you idolize Evil Knievel. I know he's... Even yeah. today, he's got lots and lots of fans. People love the stunts that he did back in the day and all the wild nonsense he was up to. I don't fall in that category. I, I never idolized him. I My first encounter with... Uh, his legacy was a book about him and the book was not flattering at all. And that kind of uh, painted the picture of him for me moving forward. So even with people going like, Ooh, he jumped over the Canyon and he did all these cool things with cars in Vegas. And like, yeah, but, but he was like a complete jerk. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. See, again, he wasn't necessarily something we were aware of over here. He wasn't like pushed so much. I think here in the UK, um, it, to be honest, I, I think I learned more from him from Toy Story 4. Um, it, <laughs> Kaboom, yes. I would take Duke Kaboom over Evil King. Um, so, so it def- definitely have a look at it. If you like stuff, um, but just be aware that you might want it. You might get to a point where you're going, actually, yeah, this isn't really moving very quickly. But this bit at the end with the stunt, with the actual thing, it looks great. 
but like I said, it kind of it was for me. My big issue was again we've got we've had some other big rocket launches which are just more fun. Um, we also had uh, playing with sharks, which was a new documentary about Valerie Taylor, all about her life because um, she was one of the pioneers of like making shark documentaries back in the sixties, and then she ended up helping out on Jaws, like filming it on Jaws and explain how that came together. And then basically then the, the rest of the documentary then shifts gear into like, right, we've, we've, sharks have got such a bad publicity. Then they basically spent the rest of their life trying to reconvince the public that it's, they're not as bad, bringing in lots of like protection for like sharks. And she's just been a pioneer in shark. Doc- and I, I adore sharks, I love them. I actually also just last night we watched um, Shark Beach with Chris Hemsworth, and actually she was in it as well, and she was so funny there, like like with Chris Hemsworth for just like touching his arm, going, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> <laughs> um, and she, she took him for a dive down with some nurse sharks, and it was just along lines of, um, so look, if you enjoy shark, if you like Shark Fest, if you're only going to watch one shark thing, I would probably say this one. I enjoyed it as well because of it being old school photography, so a lot of it is based a lot of her footage from like the '60s. And like they said, a lot of it is how much more, um, you know, like it's almost like a pick frame because there's there's not the fish, there's not the sharks like they were about them. You know, we're now we're at that point. I mean, David Attenborough goes on about this as well of, you know, now they've got so much footage like from nearly like 60 years, they can actually physically see how much less animals and water and, you know, creatures there are because they've actually got video footage. Um, Again, it's a little it's, it's a little bit slow on, but I I enjoyed this one a lot. I really liked it. Um, if I was to say to watch out the two, I think that that was definitely for me a much better documentary. I I really enjoyed it. Didn't I? One of those things I don't remember really remember her before at the hand, but you get kind of get to the end of it, and then you go, okay, yeah. So it's a bit like Jane, you know, that kind of thing, like you know, where you're not really too familiar, and then suddenly then you watch it. Oh yeah, she they you know she's been banging that drum for like sixty years. <laughs> Except Jane Goodall is uh, a bit more famous. I think most people know who she is. I think uh, it depends on it depends on because I I mean Valerie was I think much more well known obviously in Australia with her documentaries, but Jane wasn't here. She didn't do any publicity really much in the UK, so I hadn't heard of her. But we all have different ones that you know I think right. in our little places. But again, nice nice documentary, not for everyone. Um, but I just you know again just like National Geographic and stuff doing these kind of documentaries. Yeah, it's almost a history of underwater photography, mm. actually. And like you said, you, they start off in, in the 50s and it, it's all you know grainy and exactly what you expect from that. And they proceed into the 60s and the 70s. And, and you can see the technology improving and they're getting better funding. So the technology is improving. It was a little bit jarring when they insert the pieces from Jaws, though. Because yeah. they were they were very clearly from like the remastered upscaled yeah. Jaws, and they looked like crystal, crystal clear. And then they'd cut back to like seventies home footage style stuff, and you're like, whoa, what the? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the fact I, uh, but I, I I enjoyed it. Um, it was I think it was, and if you enjoyed, if you like Jaws, then you're gonna watch it. It's amazing the impact that Jaws has had on on the world. I mean, it just broke. I mean, because it's funny because I was just trying trying to say to because we. It was a little bit on Celebrity Gogglebox with Jaws last week, and like I was watching it with my wife, and I said, like, I said about like going on the on the attraction, and she goes, "Well, I didn't do it because it was gone when when we went." Um, but how people are just with Jaws is just like that scared so many people out the water. Um, and as someone that has scuba diver sharks, I'm kind of with I'm in that zone of I'm one of those idiots that go down <laughs> to feed sharks underwater. <laughs> I, I've never fed a shark, but I I definitely have. Uh... Have swum with them before. I, I've scuba dived as well. We've talked about it before. Yeah. I love sharks. They, yeah. I love whales. I love all the underwater stuff. Yeah. Um, you mentioned briefly. I did go on the Jaws ride many, many years ago. I've been on it twice, yeah. and um, we actually had a similar conversation about a ride like this before. Where it was like the since the Jaws ride uh, was very dependent on the person who was operating the boat or, or yeah. operating in quotes. One time I I went on it, and the person was like, "Oh no, it's a shark." Uh, it's a, and I was just like, this is the most pathetic thing ever. And then the second time I went on it a couple of years later and the person was totally into it and hamming it up and like, oh, it was great. Uh, well, the thing is, was well, really I, I, especially with that Jaws attraction was my dad loved that ride. You know, he didn't go on a lot of, he didn't like, he can't do speed rides. So like, it's a small world. 
and Jaws was one of his and like Haunted Mansion so Jaws was one of he loved it and I think I mean he loved the movie anyway um but yeah so Jaws it was always like kind of thing of like he always wanted to do that one so there was always that kind of thing of you know and he didn't get him on a lot of rides so when he got so that was one that he you know he wanted to go on um but yeah so that one's definitely a good one we also had we had a new episode of Love Victor this week um, here in the on internationally and um, this one was I thought was a real touching episode because it's kind of shifted gears a little bit we saw a sort of um, Victor had a new friend come into this one which I think is going to have play in moving forward of how his mum deals with her with him and kind of his mum coming to terms with it and also dealing with um, religion but for me it actually wasn't so much that story it was more about the subplots going on uh, we had like Maya with like her sort of stepmom and half sister of like suddenly feeling something for that and getting connected, which I think you know she's struggled with. But the big one for me was Felix with his mum. Um, that last bit where he just like we walked in to you know to um to Victor's house and asked to stay and just burst out crying. I'll be honest, I mean I teared up. I was just like, wow, I was not expecting it to go that way. And I was that's this show is just on it's just picked up so much better than that first season. And it just like this is what you want from um, from a high school drama series. It it got that drama, and I was like, I really enjoy, this Love Victor has been a, such a great series. I uh, agreed pretty much on all points. the The Felix subplot is definitely the big driver for me on this show right now. His him dealing with his mom, him trying to juggle with his girlfriend, and her trying so desperately to help, but him yeah. being like, "You can't. You have no idea what you're getting into." Uh, it's a fantastic subplot, which is not to to get on the other ones. You know, Maya Maya's subplot's been kind of up and down. I think yeah. it's currently at a, at an up phase, but yeah. I, I'm less yeah less invested in that one. And then, of course, um, the main one, which is of yeah. course Victor. And it was really great to have this episode with the mom. She's not come to terms with it. She's you can tell she's still struggling with it, yeah. but you, you get that whole thing where she's like she's trying, and she yeah. has that that little little mini speech with Victor's yeah. new friend and, and yeah. you get that like, I know I'm not doing great. I know I'm struggling with this, but I'm trying. And yeah. I, I love you anyway. Um, and I think they really needed that moment in the show. Yeah, kind of, and I was, it was nice that they didn't do the full, like just flip, oh, oh, oh um, you know, like no, show the struggle, show that kind of, you know, she's really fighting, and I think fighting with the religion aspect, and then bringing in the aunt and like the thing of like saying like, it's been ingrained into me my entire life that this I, and yeah, and like just not showing, you know, don't show, don't show your brother, don't, don't we can't talk, and that thing, well, why not? And it's it is just a, it's a fascinating thing, um, yeah, it, I just really enjoying Love Victor. It's it's definitely. Definitely a highlight. Uh, one of one of one of the best series I think on as a Disney Plus um, star original and on Hulu. I just it's, it's a shame really with Hulu because obviously you guys got it all at once, but internationally we're getting them weekly. So it's a bit of a... I will admit, and this is a this is in favor of the show. I am struggling a little bit with not just going ahead and finishing <laughs> it off, uh, but I'm going to stick to the same schedule that the UK has. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I consider that probably like the best way I can put the review is yeah. no, I, I want to see how this story wraps up. Yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm here every week. I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Um we also let's see what else we had. We did have another episode of Monsters at Work. Again, I, I didn't watch this week again the heat. I just I, I'll, I, put, I'll watch it next week when it when it cools down a bit. It's pouring with rain now so the heat was uh, gone. Well, that, uh living out in Colorado I definitely know the power of rain uh in terms of cooling <laughs> things down because Normally it's pretty rare, not right now. Yeah. But um, I did watch this episode. We'll talk about it real quickly because we kind of skipped it the last yeah. couple of weeks too. Um, it's it's a very safe show. That that's probably the, the biggest way. It it's very much for kids. It does not have a lot of humor for adults. You can recognize the cliches right away. It's still well executed, but honestly, each week I'm just kind of like, eh. Whatever. And this particular episode, um, I know you haven't seen it, so I won't go into too yeah, much, I'm, but it, really, it's... I'm not worried. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I know. I'm not going to hit you with huge spoilers because there aren't any huge spoilers. It's a bowling episode. There's a big yeah. bowling tournament, and Mike's uh, heretofore unseen rival, who is yeah. a purple Mike, yeah. shows up, and apparently he's an amazing bowler, and they have this huge rivalry that we've never heard of before. Yeah. And um, and it goes exactly the way you would expect, where 
Mike gets in over his head and needs help. And the people who help him, he thinks they're going to be amazing, but actually they're terrible. Um, And I am convinced that this entire episode simply exists because somebody wanted to make the pun the big Wazowskis instead of the big Lebowski. Uh, I'm I'm, certain that... I was half expecting to say it has to become a bowling ball at some point. Um, but the- uh, They do have that joke in there, but <laughs> it's not part of the championship. But no, it, it feels like the entire thing is just, we wanted to do the big Lebowski, but it's the big Wazowski. I'm like, yeah, it's 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 just, it's just fun. It's just like you know, again, nice, nice having all this choice. We also had um, the mysterious Benedict Society, a great episode. I really enjoyed this one. Again, we're in that stage now of the build-up has been done, and now we're getting the payoffs. It's quite a bit of a slow build. It's a very slow series, dripping. And I'm just, I'm in. I've just really enjoyed this. It's just something. It just feels different. And I like the aesthetic. I like the characters. I like the kookiness. It's, I'm just really enjoying watching the show every week. Um, and again, you know, there was a little, we were getting that thing of like the, the what's going on between um, Dr. Curtin and Mr. Benedict and their history. Um, I still think the adults definitely feel like they haven't got a clue what they're doing. And I don't know what the two women are doing. They're just arguing. Um, and then you got Milligan out in the sub. I love the fact that he's in the sub. And then there's this whole farm and left him there at the bottom. I go, how are they going to get out of that? And it was like, oh, they use some budget. <laughs> and like, there's the, the city. And yeah. And then we got just what's going on with Sticky. With like, he loves being in the because he, he gets out all his anxieties, and he's quite and he's kind of falling for it. Of like he he's got a lot in it. I just, I just really enjoyed this episode. It it very much feels like a like a drug metaphor. Honestly, yeah. like he he's gotten addicted to the reduction of anxiety that he feels mm-hmm. by being in the whisperer and it's a really interesting subplot and it, it's great to see the actor also getting a chance to just not be stoic and completely yeah. uptight and, and actually smile and laugh yeah. and have emotions it's great to see that because up to this point it's really been the two girls yeah. uh yeah. constance and kate where that they have personality and then uh the two boys are just yes we must be on mission we yeah. must do do the things and and seeing Sticky finally get to let loose a little bit was great. Uh, also agree about the submarine uh, that that entire plot is just highly entertaining to me. <laughs> He's like, I built this to spec. It's perfect. And of course it starts breaking yeah. within minutes of him going underwater with it. I really like Milligan as a character. He just, he's, yes. he's um, definitely, the, definitely the favorite of the adult um, characters. But yeah, just, again, I'm just really enjoying this. It is definitely a bit, it is a bit of a slow one. I, I do wonder if kids are getting, uh, you know, is was there enough in there for kids to keep them going on this one? You know what? I'd love to know what the viewing of, because to me, this is like so much better than so many other shows that we've been watching. I'm just, just enjoying it. And that's as an adult and it doesn't feel like a kid's show. Does that make It kind of feels like you're watching a, a family, family, a family movie kind of thing. No, and I've said this before. It really feels like a Wes Anderson film uh, yeah. or a Wes Anderson light, I guess I'd yeah. say. It, it's got a lot of the the kind of tropes that he uses. It's got a lot of the color palette that he uses. I could definitely see him having tried to adapt this at some point as well. Um, for kids, I suspect that it's mostly Constance driving yeah. them forward because her, her just zany off the wall, deadpan, uh, like, evisceration of characters is highly entertaining and, and then this whole whole subplot of him for just going out and stealing a blue hat like, well no but then that's i really like that how blue hat thing because that was like the test of like what is the control having you know and they did and they said it was an experiment you know and getting everyone to buy the blue hats and like for her because obviously she's hearing it and um hearing it and you know that's like her super ability she needed to go across and get one you know, she had a drive to go get one because Sticky told her to, you know, they, they basically told her to go do it. And she was in control of herself, but at the same time, you know, she that feeling that she had to go and do it. I, I just, again, great episode. I, I highly recommend this series. Um, so it's kind of nice having this one to kind of, you know, this kind of slides into that like big shot thing of going, please watch it. Please give this one a chance. You know, I know, you know, like people saying, it's, it's like, no, this one's a really, a really fun little series. 
We know you're not going to listen anyway, no. but you should watch uh, it. <laughs> High School Musical, the musical, the series. We had the penultimate episode on this week. I never good. Uh, this was a solid episode. A lot of Beauty and the Beast stuff because they're actually doing the performance now for the actual first half of the show. Um, a great kind of be our guest thing with everyone getting to show off. Um, a, a fun little show. I mean, the, the plot in this one was very, very thin. Um, Lily kind of steals... Um, so they can't do the big transformation that's pretty much it um it's just it was fun i think all the beauty and the beast stuff they just you could really tell they went full on like we're going to put on the best version we possibly can they're all singing their hearts out trying to kind of do the best they possibly can and yeah just a fun it feels like we kind of that middle lull where they added an extra couple of episodes where they didn't need to it kind of feels like and i think next week with the finale you know we're into like where it gets good of when they are performing and you know it's about being a musical <laughs> is um and we're getting some of the big songs again it, it was a nice a nice um good solid episode i honestly might drop in and watch this episode in the finale for the music like I'm, i might fast forward through any like plot points Hon- and just honestly you can what you got that recap at the beginning i think you could almost you, you, there's not a lot going on i mean it's all very i mean th- there's no subtlety of like he looks at me we linger that's it that's kind of like that, that's, that's the entire episode is just like what's going on there um we also got a new episode of star wars the bad batch so this one was them kind of rescue like rescuing sids but kind of trying to get control back i i really struggled this episode of just like uh, okay i'm really i would say i one say i'm disappointed with the bad batch but I don't really have that excitement. It's not the first thing I watch anymore. Because I was looking at, oh, is there going to be spoilers? Like, oh, I'll get to it at some point. It's going to be somebody turns up in it. That's basically the only spoiler there ever is. Except there wasn't in this one. Or at least well, I not. Even, not... I, yeah, I didn't even know if that green guy had been in anything before. I was like, he could have been. I didn't pay it. I, He might. Uh, honestly, I can't even name yeah. if he is. So if he is, he's pretty deep uh, dive on that. I have to say, I think this episode is uh the low point of the series so far for me uh this entire plot was just nonsensical the the it's just the danger yeah it's filler the danger was completely artificial it was like none of this is relevant to anything at all i i mean i'm only hoping now i mean we've got what three episodes left in the season so yeah so the next episode should be the conclusion of this particular story mm-hmm. uh well, not the conclusion so much, maybe yeah. like a follow-up or a fallout yeah. from this particular, and then I'd expect yeah. the last two episodes to be a two-part finale kind of thing going up against Crosshair. That's pretty much, I mean, we're at that point now. It's like, we've got to do something with him because he's just really not been, um, he's barely been in it. Um, it's, again, just found this out, but then we said this with Clone Wars. Clone Wars took years to get kind of into that point of getting to the good bit, and there was a lot of filler in between. Um, and I'm, fi- I'm fine with them coming back with some more Bad Batch and perfectly happy with that um i this is a show that needs to grow um and yeah it's uh, it's it's a fun little series but this was a bit of a weaker episode yeah no the clone wars comparison is very uh apt though like we tend to forget those long batches of episodes which focused on c3po or jar jar or something you're just like can I skip this episode? Uh, spoiler, you can. They're almost never relevant at all. And then we we remember things like the campaign on Umbral with uh, General Krell and uh, you know the droids, uh, the the droid team uh, controlled by the little mini general. Yeah. And then of course the finale, the the, yeah. the great four part finale. Um, I suspect Bad Batch might end up in the same. Presuming we get a couple more seasons, where we will remember the really good episodes and these filler episodes will just kind of fall away. And ultimately, you know, this is what, you know, Disney are making these for, you know, for kids, you know, it's their weekly, you know, um, and this was, I mean, we grew up on TV shows where, you know, there was a lot of filler. There was just filler, filler, filler. Um, And it it wasn't even filler. It was just the show. (laughs) Yeah. It was just the show was about selling the new toy. I'm going to be honest. I watched some of the new He-Man or the Masters of the Universe yesterday that arrived on Netflix. And like, and I kind of got, I've got a few episodes going, okay, they're taking the character, it's like, it's not got He-Man. And I looked online and so there's this whole thing going on with them like changing what they were doing with it. And I was just like, okay, so this is the thing when you go back and like trying to recreate stuff and do something differently of, you know, the same thing with the Transformers series that Netflix have got. 
They're trying to go back and take in franchises. It, it's such a hard one because they, they, you can tell, we want to tell new stories and we want to do new characters. And, all and, we're, and, and the people just go, no, give us the, give, we want what we want. <laughs> we know what we want. Get, uh, stop messing. It's, and sometimes you think like that with like Disney plays safe with doing these shows and these movies and they, I was like, insult and maybe go, well they don't just like well no because you know so sometimes it's like just give the people what they want you know it's like monsters inc we really in all honesty we just want more mike and sully we don't really no one really wants tyson and all the rest of it we don't want them. you know well, we all everybody just wants the, the main bits with mike and sully and this is where that core argument comes in of we don't want as many reboots as everyone seems to think we want now, granted, they look at the numbers and people watch the reboots. So from their perspective, it's, of course, fantastic. I'm sure the numbers on Monsters at Work are, are solid, if not amazing. Uh, Turner and Hooch is probably doing better than it would have been if it was just yeah. a dog and a cop that, that had no connection to yeah. the movie. But I think as consumers, we really do want new products because we come into them without preconceptions. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to go and watch um, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'm not going... I, I'm going to be like, no, I want the, the turtles that I grew up with. I don't want whatever this is. But if you do a completely different series that stars um, cats that are yeah. that are ninjas or samurais or something like that, I'd be like, All right, I have no expectations. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Throw your best at me, you know? And I think like, you know, you look at like this week's um, originals and I think it's like where like the Mysterious Benedict Society stands out because it's doing its own thing. It doesn't have any franchise. It doesn't have any, um, and I'm enjoy and you don't know where it's going. I mean, obviously, if you've read the book, you know where it's going. And I kind of then look at sort of like High School Musical, the musical, the series, and even Love Victor. You know, they're based on established franchises, but they're going off in a completely different place. Because High School Musical, the series, is nothing like the movie. You know, they, they are so. I mean, I still think it kind of maybe you know would have it done as well had it been something a bit different you know love victor is slightly far enough away but it does feel like especially like with this episode you know they're moving away from the love simon connection that they had in the first season you know they, there's not been hardly any reference he's he's not asking him for advice and all the rest of it the same way he was and it is that kind of thing of letting them go off and find their own feet but they're still like launching it onto something like piggybacking it to try and get people in it, it was actually a good way of doing it. And of course, at the beginning of this episode too, they inverted it where instead of yeah. Victor reaching out to Simon, it was uh, the new kid reaching out to Victor in the way that Victor yeah. used to do it. Like literally just copying the format across, but it works in this case because they, yeah. they'd established it. I um, mean, I think that's also kind of why Turner and Hooch works well enough as well. It's not a reboot. It is a continuation. Mm. Uh, so you're not like, okay, when's Tom Hanks going to throw up? We know he's not going to show up. And, it, yeah. and we're not. They made it very clear. <laughs> they made that very clear. Um, but, you know, it's news stories. Yeah. So we're not, we're not trying to recap, which is probably why we're so annoyed at the first yeah. episode where they did try to recapture the yeah. original movie. But yeah. we're, we're, we're generally okay with that. But yeah, new stuff. Bring us the Benedict Society. Bring us Big Shot. Bring us, heck, even the right stuff, which is a, a different view on a, a previous story. And of course, those are all the ones we're like, you guys should watch this. And then, of course, nobody watches it. <laughs> it, so. is, it, is, it is that kind of thing. I think, like, you know, it does feel like sometimes with the, some of these shows, of, like, we get like new things coming along and like, like I can see, you know, you don't, it doesn't get the attention. It doesn't get the same, like, um, the interaction on the Facebook group, you know, you, I can see in you know the, the views, or you know, you get the stats, and that's like I can, like you can see what's pulling in and what isn't. You know, the Marvel shows are just are juggernauts, and the Marvel shows are juggernauts, and it's trying to get that kind of blend. Um, it's funny, really, because like this week, um, there's been a little bit more of a push here in the UK for The Walking Dead, but also in Canada, they're getting the new season of. American Horror Stories coming um, the end of next month. They've not announced a UK date. And again, you know, we put them up in, into the Facebook group and on the page and like, you know, you get suddenly um, some people going, oh, these aren't kid shows. What are they? And like, yeah, well, Disney Plus has completely shifted internationally. And you then look at it and go, you know, we are getting so much more different content. And, you know, the addition of all the star originals have just, it does really just change up. I mean, we didn't even, I mean, like, like we've had things like glooming Modoc. you know, we've not talked about that for a while because it's not a chance to catch. And, you know, then you look at like the lineup for August that got announced and the same thing for the UK and like, 
you know, multiple shows, you know, you know, so much stuff dropping in because I watched like, Grownish as well yesterday. So much different variety, and it, it is getting to that point of like for me of like, okay, I've got ten shows to watch a week. Well, I'm I do now have a pecking order naturally as you do of which ones are my watching which ones am i covering because i need you know there's like ones that are much higher like loki is like eight o'clock boom <laughs> it's like you want to watch it and i'll be the same with miss marvel and hawkeye where and look at boba fett where i have to watch it that they're pretty much seconds after it goes up because i want to i want to i'm invested and then there are other shows like oh i can catch up with them at some point um but it's just it's just so nice having so much variety now, and I am getting it's, it's funny because I, I was saying this to my parents who they go, it's like going so I just I said I'm just watching. I feel like I'm just all I'm watching is Disney Plus shows because <laughs> there's so many now. I'm just like I said, you know like, I'd be like to my wife go oh we'll watch this watch it. like uh, wait. What about I love what because what about something else? Oh, Netflix? We go to Netflix. <laughs> and, um, it's just you know, it, and it is nice because it's nice as well when you're watching these shows and you can tell instantly like, I'll be enjoying them. I'll be watching them because we like them. And it's that thing of, if I'm watching something like Love Vix, like, would I have given this a chance had it been on Netflix? You know, I look, think of like things like um, 13 Reasons Why and a typical and all the rest of it. Would I have probably sat and watched it? I don't know if I would have gone out in it, but I feel like, wow, this is a great show. I really enjoyed it. Things like Big Sky would have been something that we probably would have watched anyway. Um, this, yeah, someone like the high, uh, if Benedict Society was on, you know, the Disney Channel, I just never would have watched it. I just wouldn't have wouldn't have gone off out my way to go find it. No, it, it's well, especially since they didn't really promote it all that much either. Uh, I think they, well, they tried, but I think it's again, it was we're in this like weird bit now. I think with Disney Plus of trying to get, you know, they're obviously got the push of the week that they're trying to push because they've got so much stuff coming but once something like loki comes in it kind of and you know loki and black widow it just like we're taking up all the space i don't know it's, it sounds bad you know we say like well we need more than one show a week but in some ways when you have a juggernaut it sucks i mean that's i really hope they've not seemed to be doing that with the august releases i mean they but we do need these series to be spread out a bit more. You know, I do think the Fridays and the Wednesdays of like give these shows, a, and I think that helps with the mysterious Benedict Society and stuff, Bad Batch having them away from Loki. I think that did help. Yeah, it definitely helped a lot, and it, and it meant that by Friday, when those shows come out, you you've already seen the big ones. Hopefully, and if, unless you forget that Wednesday is the new release, <laughs> like some of us did. Um, but yeah, no, this week in particular, you know, I was kind of expecting okay. Loki ended last week. We're going to get the the break week. And then I was looking at the release list. And I was like, well, there's so much stuff on here. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and and I don't even have the, the um, you know, the, the Hulu stuff other yeah. than, than love Victor. Yeah. I don't have those drops coming in. So it's like, all right, we've got shark with so many sharks. We only yeah. talked about the one, but they dropped so much shark content. Yeah. And uh, and then you got the Benedict Society, and you got Bad Batch, and you got monsters, and you got all this stuff. And like, and for the first time since the launch of Disney Plus, I was definitely just like, "There's stuff I'm not going to be able to watch. I, I, I just will not have the time." And uh, yeah, I, and I had to resign myself to that, like before I even started watching anything. So I was like, "All right, Stuntman." That that's back of the priority list for sure. So, well, I mean, this is definitely a good thing because obviously, if you're if you are a subscriber, you've got you know you've got a week to watch all the stuff, so you don't have to watch everything in the, like like what we do. But it is it is I'm just loving the fact that people have got so much choice. I mean, there's going to be some weeks in 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 August that from the lineup that things are starting to weaken out a little bit. I think you know it's the nature of this kind of thing with the binge drop kind of thing that they're trying out with Diary of Future President. But also I think they are just holding back some stuff for the fall because August is generally not a great time to launch new shows. Um, you know, generally, you know, here in the UK, all the kids just broke up yesterday for the six week summer holiday. So we're in like summer mode now. So like all the TV kind of drifts off because nobody's under a schedule <laughs> and, um, and, you know, restrictions are down and people are running around. So, is you know, for me, I always look at like the next six week at all. And you know, you start seeing adverts on TV of starting in September, you know, and ABC are getting ready to line up for the US with loads of shows like The Wonder Years, and that'll be coming to Hulu and Star. And, you know, you've got loads of stuff coming up in the, in the, you know, where I think we're in this now, but 
August is the try and catch up. I'm just still trying to catch up on *The Walking Dead*. So um, I'm still I, I I'm I'm now into halfway through season eight. I'm hoping to get to seasons eight, nine, and ten before the 23rd of August until the 11th season because I'm I'm totally hooked on that show. I'm loving it. But, How many episodes are there per season towards the end? Because well, I know the first couple were very short. It's 16 episodes in each season up to now, but season 11 is going to be 24 episodes in three batches of eight episodes weekly. So they're going to do eight episodes and then it'll stop for a bit and then it will come back for eight episodes. So Walking Dead's going to be around right through to next year on Disney Plus. So it's going to be a long running thing. But yeah it's just it's just it's just really it was and it was kind of in some way quite nice having a few different things to throw in there but nevertheless we'd love to know what you think of all of this week's disney plus and star originals love to hear your thoughts remember to go check us out over at what's on disney plus.com you can find us on facebook twitter join our facebook group and also you know if you want to become a patron or a youtube channel member and help support everything that would be fantastic to help pay the bills that's great and on that note guys thank you very much we'll see you guys soon Later. Later.